He presented the sword to the statues of the four powers that dominated the Sasellum space of the destiny's hand. He called out prayers and incantations, saluting the dread lords of the warp, each in turn. A row of eight cult priests bearing censers and icons followed his every move, adding a chorus of their own voices to his supplications. They fell behind Erebus in procession as he walked solemnly to the high altar of the octet that dominated the nave. The Dark Apostle had little time for common mortals, but these priests were among his most trusted servants. What he was doing here was to remain secret until the allotted time. The doors were barred, his bodyguards stood watch outside. Before the great brass and iron star had been set, an anvil, specially cast and sanctified for the sole purpose of this ritual. Cowled artisans stood in readiness at either side. Guldire, chief among the dark apostles' warpsmiths, shadowed by his foremost apprentice. They would aid him in this task, directing his blows and channeling away the fell energies that might yet be unleashed. The warpsmiths did not flinch as Erebus pointed the terrible blade at them, he took the hilt in both hands and raised the anatheme, point upwards to his forehead. With his eyes closed and hushed prayers upon his quick lips, he placed the weapon upon the anvil, the holy weapon that had brought Horus Lupercal into the light. The priests downed their icons and doused their torches. They brought out their athames from their sleeves. Their chanting grew deeper. Erebus took up a rune-inscribed hammer from the apprentice warpsmith. The head came to a brutal point, like that of a pick, and it crackled with the subdued energy of a disruption field. The dark apostle gazed down at the blade for the longest moment. It seemed a sacrilege what he must do, but the weapon had served its purpose, in this form at least. He pinned the blade down firmly, Muttering outlawed spells torn from the minds of dead Kinnabrak metallurgists, he raised the hammer above his head and brought it down hard. The hammer's head flared with light as it connected with the anathame's arcane alloys. There was a mighty bang and a terrific scream as though the weapon itself cried out in pain, and the priests sank their ritual athames into their own hearts. They did this willingly. What Erebus had asked of them was a great honour, the first anointing of a new weapon against the false emperor. Their blood flowed onto the stone flags as they fell, their souls running joyously into the warp as their hymnals ceased in choking death rattles. He prayed that their weak spirits would prove sufficient offering. The sword writhed in his hand. Although his eyes did not see it move, he felt it shiver and squirm as muscular and deadly as a snake. He called out in the black speech of the Kinnabrak and felt the air shift under the fell burden of the sounds. He brought the hammer down again and again. A crack like thunder, a flash of greenish light. Erebus reeled back, the hammer spinning from his hand to land in the pooling blood upon the deck. He nearly went down himself pushed away by the portion of the weapon's holy might that he had released. His muscled arm was numb to the shoulder, his hands sparkling with electric agony. He approached the anvil again cautiously. The sword rang with a fading note, 
Next to it lay a finger-length sliver of the blade's weird alloys. The anathame shimmered with heat haze. It was diminished, yet whole. Erebus felt awe at this godslayer, this tool of the end times. He smiled with satisfaction and looked to his warpsmiths. Take the shard. Place it in the medium. Guldire bowed his hooded head and deftly plucked the sliver from the anvil with a pair of black iron tongs. It hissed and spat in the chill air. He produced a small jar of blood-grown ruby, filled with a liquid of an even darker red, and in the shard of metal went. The warpsmith screwed down the vessel's lid, sealing it with black wax and pressed symbols. Erebus rubbed at his shoulder. He ignored his pain. Pain was the least of what would test him in the months and years to come. He picked up the hammer, grasped the hilt of the anatheme, and spoke once more the spells of making and unmaking. The hammer fell. Seven more times did Erebus break the dark blade. Seven more slivers he commended to his warpsmiths, until finally he was done. The sword's anguish faded. The Sicellum was silent at last. His ears rang. He lifted his head with effort. Sweat dripped from his face. He was febrile, his arms leaden. It is done, he said weakly, though there was much yet to do.